good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet and I'm here in the studio with Laurent Landis and the late Patty Fink and our guest is Leslie McMurray. Uh, Leslie, welcome. Thank uh, you. We're going to be talking some trans issues like what airline do you fly now, the Trans World Airlines? Is that a business? That's a very good question. Uh, <laughs> I have questions as well, like what happened to your ceiling? Uh, circles uh, on them. No, they want to like punch through right above your uh, head there. Somebody punched through there. Oh, okay. And the other is, your time is correct, the day and date is correct, but it says 75 degrees. What's yes, up it's lovely that? out. Yeah, it is. In fact, uh, the KNON forecast is for snow this week. If I'd have known it was going to be 75, I would have done the show outside. <laughs> it's like they centigrade. Yeah. <laughs> But before we get to our uh, guest, who you can see why I've invited her. Send money. Send money. Uh, it is Pledge Drive. The number to call is 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Or, because you forgot to bring your wallet with you. No, no, my pledge. The, you know, lemon pledge. Just, we clean up in here. Because you forgot to bring your purse with you. Uh -huh. I brought my you, can, you can go, uh, when you're home, you can go online to knon.org, hit the Pledge Now button, and pledge online. Uh, we have Gene, who's here uh, answering phones for us, though. So if you'd like to talk to Gene, 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Those don't go out. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I can't talk to Gene, then. I'm well, sorry, Gene. Oh, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, we have one pledge premium where you would have to call in for it. We have a set of Indigo Girls tickets. They're going to be appearing with John Tavius Willis on Friday, October 21st uh, at the Granada Theater on Lower Greenville. Doors at 7, uh, concerts at 8. We have one pledge for Pledge Drive. A $100 pledge gets you a pair of general admission tickets, or $130 gets you the pair of tickets to the Indigo Girls plus a KNON t-shirt. So uh, give us a call, 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Uh, and uh, the tickets will be emailed to you, which is different than usual. Yeah, just about everything now. You can pull up on your phone and get scanned for entrance. So Or scammed. Or, or, or scammed. <laughs> that too. Got to be careful. Well, we promise you, KNN will not scam you. And I'd like to thank everybody who pledged uh, last week. All of our pledges were online. That's fantastic. That's the way of the future. Yep. And you know, you can also pledge by um, by creating a bank draft or a credit card draft every month, which is a great way to support KNN because these are sustaining donations that. Um, happen every single month. Oh, no, 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 I didn't give you that one. <laughs> they're they're passing the paper around they're in here. passing paper around and... Paper's so passe. Um, but you can, you can pledge online um, with a can recurring... Just, can you read it? ...sustaining donation. Right, you can do it with a credit or debit card. You can do it from your checking or savings account. And a little bit goes a long way, let How me tell Bitcoin? you. You guys take Bitcoin? Sure. Uh, all right. <laughs> David can take the Bitcoin. 
Um, and you can choose when in during the month your donation occurs. So you have control over that, and it goes for as long as you decide. So you can stop it at any time. A minimum draft of $5 is required. But $5 a month is a, an incredible support for this station. If we were able to get pledges and donations on a monthly basis that met our needs every month to pay for all the costs of running the station, then maybe we wouldn't even need to do pledge drive. So imagine that. Right. You could just get back to our regular programming. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it adds up. Absolutely adds yeah. up. Yeah. 972. $5 a month would allow us to turn the air conditioning down to 78. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Or turn the heat up to 78 when it snows later this exactly. week. Exactly. Yeah. Because oh, it's about comfort. If, if we were only so lucky to have snow That's next my week. weather report. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let me tell you, that was an amazing week. And so many odd things happened, some, so many shocking things happened, and so many good things happened, too. And we know it was really kind of a stunning week because, it, you know, it, it rained. <laughs> <laughs> right, everybody was outside saying, what's this wet stuff that's It rained twice, over? actually. It broke it, through the bubble. Yeah. It was glorious. It was. The sky was well, our guest today is Leslie McMurray. Uh, before we get to Leslie, just one last time, 972-647-1893, or go online to knon.org and hit the Pledge Now button, and that way you can see all the pledge premiums. And ah, the phone's ringing, so wait a few minutes if you're going to call, or just go online to knon.org. Um, so, Leslie, um, in San Francisco, there's the Transamerica Tower. Mm -hmm. Uh, why is just there? Why isn't there a lesbian America Tower? Uh, you're gonna have to take that up with the mayor of San Francisco. They have, they've got issues. They've got plenty on their hands. I thought you knew all things trans. I don't. Okay, so um, seriously, the last couple of weeks we were talking with Lori Birch about the. Uh, she's an attorney, and we were talking about the legal implications if the Supreme Court reverses Obergefell, mm -hmm. which Clarence Thomas threatened he wants to do. Not just Obergefell, but the whole concept of what's called substantive due process. And that is, substantive due process are rights that are conferred by the Supreme Court rather than enumerated by Congress, in the simplest terms. So uh, it would impact Lawrence v. Texas, it would Im involve Obergefell, it could involve, it did involve Roe. Those are all substantive loving. due process rights. Yeah, Loving versus Virginia. Griswold in Connecticut. Yep. Which is, uh, so, yeah. which is what allows us to use birth control. Okay, so last week Candy Markham was on. We talked about the emotional implications. What I want to start with with you, Leslie, is how will this affect the trans community? It's not good. I mean, we've got enough raining down on us, but, yeah, it wouldn't Okay, so here, here was my specific question. Your birth certificate, you were born in California. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have a changed birth certificate that shows that you were born female. Yeah, mine, it, well, it's a new original, but yeah, it's been amended. It's, uh, it's the only birth certificate you can see says I was born female, yeah. And Katie was born, your wife was born in Texas. Mm -hmm. She has an amended birth certificate. That Same as mine. Because I, Texas had to change their 
uh, Obergefell affected uh, vital statistics, and so they've allowed those birth certificates to be changed. It used to be you'd get an amended, which is basically a paper clip of the two together, and anybody that looked to see your birth certificate could see both. Now oh. it's just like California, is vital statistics has allowed that change. So you only see the one? You only see the one. Okay, so Interesting. It, it would affect yeah. you because you'd be a same-sex couple. We've always always been a same-sex couple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, even before. Yeah, but I was thinking it wouldn't affect you if one was amended and one was actually well, see, changed. Prior to Obergefell, and this is where Katie and I laugh because prior to Obergefell. Uh, we couldn't get married, but I said to her one day, I said, you know, we should get out of the county clerk's office because <clears throat> at the time, prior to Obergefell, that was the case. I had a, a birth certificate that said female. Katie's had one that said male, so we could get out of the county clerk's office and present a male and female birth certificate, mm -hmm. and they would have to give us a marriage license. So my question is, is that a traditional heterosexual marriage, or is it a gay marriage because we're both identified male at birth, or is it a lesbian marriage because we both present an identity? Identify as women. It's all of those things and it's none of those things. And that's why trying to abolish that now is trying to put the genie back in the bottle. It's just mean-spirited and wrong. There's no other way. You can't undo the existing marriages because that would be an ex post facto ruling of the law. So you can't sure do you something. Can? They can't undo existing marriages because, again, what they would be doing is handing the decisions back to the states. And Texas can't unhonor something they've been honoring. It's kind of like if they change the speed limit uh, from 45 to 35 and then go ahead, they want to write you a ticket for going 45 the week before. It just doesn't work that way. So it would be messing with all future marriages. But then, what about a couple that's married legally in the state of California and they move to Texas and buy a house? Are they legally married? Are they able to have community property in this state? Are those things recognized? Because if they don't, that's violating what's called the Full Faith and Credit Act. And that is like uh, making somebody from California uh, stop at the border in Texas and get a Texas driver's license because they don't observe California licenses. It would be like doing something like that, which is just ridiculous. So that full faith and credit allows us as one country to allow those kind of travel interstate and to be able to move without having passports and all that other kind of nonsense. So it's, it's really going to be a mess. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I just don't have any faith in what's been going on lately. Um, so I thought it would never happen if they would reverse Roe. Um, or, or to reverse any rights that have been afforded to citizens. And for the first time in history, that's been taken back. So now I just don't have any faith, like, oh, that'll never happen. I just don't put anything past uh, the powers that be in, you know, states like Texas. So I think if there's a way where they could not recognize um, or undo those marriages, I think they would definitely try. They might give it a try, yeah. I think it's, if anything else, here's a strong message to the people that held their nose in 2016 and says, I just can't vote for Hillary, so I guess I'll vote for Trump. Well, you got what you paid for. Yep. You know, you have a 6-3 court because of that guy. Yep. And well, no other reason. And a ton of lifetime appointment federal judges. Yeah, that can't, that that likely cannot be undone in an, under any no. circumstances. It's going to take a generation or two to change that. Oh, um, absolutely. So, yeah, look what you did. Yep. So the Respect for Marriage Act, which is passed the House and is it now is. in the Senate, and there was a great write-up this week in the Washington Post about Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin and the 
Um, she's known for her quiet, unassuming demeanor and the amazing job she is doing whipping votes in the Senate for that. We'll see. Um, we'll, we shall see. We shall see. But one of the things I have questions about, about the Respect for Marriage Act, and I've not pulled it and looked at the language, but every characterization I've seen of it says that it will require states to recognize marriages performed in other states. And I'm like, well, will it require Texas to recognize a, a marriage it performed? Oh. Because that's not a marriage performed from another, in another state. state. Right. Yeah. right. So it's a it's a question I still have. And, and and I have looked at it. and That's a good point you brought up, Patty. It does not uh, require that any states perform those marriages. Well, but but they've recognized it. I mean, it was performed here. It was issued by the state. My marriage license was issued by the state right, right. of Texas. I'm just making I'm making a distinction that some people think that this Respect for Marriage Act will say that your state has to let you get married. No, it does not. Right. It right. says that it will only say, it only says that they have to recognize wherever you got married from. That's a bit, that's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And how is that legal that only certain people can get married certain places? It's right. not. It's a violation right. of the 14th. Right. There's no question. Because of sex. It just says you can't do that. Hmm. So, yeah. It is Pledge Drive here at KNON. Uh, I'd like to thank Leo for making a very nice pledge. Thank you, Leo. And um, if you'd like to make a pledge, you can give us a call, 972-647-1893. Last week was this show's 39th birthday. Wow. We're coming Happy up birthday to us. We're coming up on our 40th. Resource Centers is 39, too, this year. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, a lot of things formed right around 1983. What was going on? A lot of people were moving to Dallas and uh, beginning of the AIDS crisis and mm -hmm. a, whole, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that in the LGBT community, a, a lot of our organizations were formed over the next two, three years uh, from 1982-83. Yeah, the infamous Foundation for Human Understanding. Mm -hmm. Which was the original name for resources. Yes. So. <laughs> And prior to that, the the Dallas Gay Alliance, mm -hmm. but just the just the G, just the G. Do you know why it was the Foundation for Human Understanding? Because Probably nobody would donate money to anything to, gay or lesbian in the name or AIDS. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But people would donate to Understanding. Yeah. Here, when you donate, you're just making a donation to KNON. It's just letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Innocuous, right? It's just letters. So you would think. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three, or go online to um, knon.org. Um, I'm going to have Patty read this because uh, my reading it didn't get a call, but uh, uh, it's okay. a long reach across that table. Lesbians and other interest and interested others. Indigo girls are coming, and you can get tickets right here. Emily and Amy, it's time, October 21st, it's a Friday, doors open at 7, shows begins at 8, they're going to be at the Granada Theater, showdown at the Granada on Lower Greenville, we have a pair of tickets for a pledge of $100. But you have to call in on that one, so that, because we only have one pair to give away. Yeah, you can't find it online, so you're going to have to call us, 972-647-1893. Jeans are standing by. Jeans are standing by and waiting for your call. Yep. 
972-647-1893. And if Gina's busy on another call, there's Laurent standing by. I'll talk to you. Call me, 972-647-1893. And, and if you don't call, we'll have blue jeans. <laughs> yeah, we'll yes, we will. We've got the jokes today. This is KPUN. <laughs> All right, again, give us a call, 972-647-1893, and snatch up those tickets. How much are they again? It's a $100 pledge, gets you a pair of tickets. They're general admission tickets, and the show will be open with John Tavius Willis. Um, $130 gets you a pair of tickets and a T-shirt. A K-N-O-N T-shirt. A K-N-O-N T-shirt. Not That's a right. Go Girls T-shirt. Right. That's and such a steal. You know how much t concert tickets alone are these days? Yeah, and, you know, Bruce was $5,000. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Why didn't we get a pair of at that show? Had a wonderful time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Give us a call, 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Why don't we take our break? You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laurent Landis and the late Patty Fink. Leslie McMurray is our guest, and we'll have more sarcasm from Leslie right after this. Hello, I'm Christina from Nina Webb, and I listen to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON FM. Just quickly, Pledge Drive 972-647-1893. If you'd like that pair of Indigo Girls tickets, $100 gets you a pair of tickets. Um, for those you do have to call in, for other pledges, you can just go online, uh, knon.org, hit the Pledge Now button. It takes you to a secure website, uh, just wants basic information, how, how much you're going to pledge, how to uh, make the uh, payment. There is another way you can pay. Now, this doesn't involve getting any um, premiums, but still, a lot of people like to pay through their apps now. You can pay through Cash App. Uh, so that's uh, you can just put uh, dollar sign KNON Radio. That's dollar sign KNON Radio, all caps, no space in between KNON and Radio. Cash out pledges, again, are not eligible for premiums, so you can't get a T-shirt or anything. Um, but you can donate your entire donation to KNON, and if you want... Uh, the pledge using your phone, using a donation to KNON Cash App. Be sure to note which DJ, i.e. David Taffet, uh, for this show you'd like to support. So First time in 40 years, my name is spelled right on the website. It is. I noticed when I made mine today. I noticed that. It's pretty those. exciting. They, they corrected exciting. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was a bad week for Fox News. Uh, they, they were going to town on the Trump thing. Mm -hmm. Which one, for Pete's sake? Uh, yeah. I, know. I mean, you could donate $10 for every felony this guy is going to be uh, The warrant thing. Charged. Oh, that thing. And they said, now, the only way that there should have been a warrant issued is if this had to do with nuclear. Guess what? It, it did. It did. Yeah. It did. I Poor heard people guy. wanting to characterize it as more illegal. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the, the funny thing that was uh, with all this Mar-a-Lago stuff is overshadowed that people forget there's a criminal case that's moving ahead in New York. The judge yeah. just giving the thumbs up, like, yeah, that can proceed. Right, a and criminal case. And Trump 
plant plant the fifth. Four hundred forty times in Didn't four you say hours. Only mobsters and guilty people plead the fifth. Yes. Didn't you say that pleading the fifth is a disgrace. Yes, but yeah. he was talking about Hillary, about other people. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now they issued a warrant. Now, how do you tell the difference between an FBI raid and a search warrant? I think it's okay. probably when you bust in and they say, Raid! And Trump and all his minions scatter when the light comes on. Here's the definition I got. A raid leaves your front door in splinters and blown ten feet inside the house entry. A warrant is served with a knock at the door and a piece of paper. And some scones. And a call a week ahead of time to tell, for one federal agency to tell another federal agency, namely the Secret Service, we're coming in, we're going to yeah. be coming. Now, isn't the reason that they served the warrant that they'd asked him for those papers previously and he said no? No, he said he gave them. To oh, them. yeah, so he gave it the office. And then there were um, indications that made the FBI believe that they them. didn't give them all back. Yeah. And, and it turns out they didn't. It, yeah, go figure. So, um... Here's, here's the piece of this that is infuriating to me because the stupidity and ignorance of the law on the side of all the, the MAGA people, you know, like saying, but, they, but he declassified them. He had this standing order thing that is just a riot to me. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, he, he, standing he, order. If he, if he walked out the door with them, then they were automatically declassified. Right. That's not how any that's of that not, works. That's not how any of that works. But it doesn't matter if they were classified or not classified. He broke the law. He was not entitled to even one sheet of paper that he took. None of it. And the, the citations in the warrant about the Espionage Act do not even speak to classification or um, classified materials versus unclassified materials, because it doesn't matter. He violated the Espionage Act according to this warrant in three different ways and the straight-up Presidential Records Act. Well, it's See, not espionage unless it happens in the espionage region of France. Otherwise, it's just sparkling treason. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, our very own Rand Paul, and I say our very own because I went to college with him, um, and he was a he was a, a, Do I need a jerk to? then, and he was a, he's a jerk now. But he's actually pro-espionage. Yesterday, he called for the repeal of the Espionage Act. Oh, wow. Because Trump has been... You know, well, like here's the whole thing that I find delicious. Peeling it after the horse is out is kind of... You know. Yeah, it is, but that's the way they're thinking now. They're so desperate. He, here's the part I like. Trump signed a law increasing the penalty for mishandling secret information. From one year to five years. Uh -huh. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So he's the one who signed this. Yep. And looks like he's the first one that is going to... Well, enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, I was saying to Ron earlier that it's, he's the guy that would light the uh, dog do on fire in front of his own house and then step on it on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> he's just the wily coyote of, of right, uh, right. politicians. Oh, and then, of course, the MAGA people are going on about the, the, the FBI director. Well, wait a minute. I didn't Trump? That's, didn't he Trump appoint it? Yeah, yeah but no. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. but no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th that's how they're dealing with it. Yeah. Uh, the part that I like is all of these people who were screaming uh, about the defund the police thing, mm -hmm. right. and now screaming defund the, defund FBI. the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
So which is it? Are you for policing or... Yeah, the amount of hypocrisy in this country just gives me a headache. Yeah. It really does. And, and the cognitive dissonance. The, the, yeah, and the truth is, he probably won't do one day in prison no matter what he did. Exactly. Yeah. And it just makes me sad yeah. because that's not right. I mean, nobody should be above the law, not even a president or ex-president. That doesn't mean they're above the law. Right. And he said, well, I'll see something that wraps around this building 20 times. Yeah. Um, and nothing's really going to come of it. I don't think so. It's a witch hunt. Yeah. Okay, so he's under investigation for violating the Espionage Act. This is what the warrant was for. Uh, for obstruction of justice and for removal of government records. So for all three, that's why the warrant was issued. Um, do, do you know the only hesitation I have in prosecuting Trump is what a terrible precedent that sets. Why? Someone breaks the law, they get prosecuted. It, it's it's I, I a do. real plus for the rule of law. And, and it's looking worse and worse for him, or he's looking worse and worse. I'm not saying he shouldn't be prosecuted. I'm saying I hate that we have a former president that has to be. Yeah, it, it's really sad. It is. Well, and it would also make a martyr out of him. There's all that that I don't like. Yeah. Well, and I don't think you have anything to worry about. He's not, I don't think he's ever going to step foot in jail. I, I don't I'm either. afraid he's going to step foot in the White House again. Yeah, that's, that's even and then, Can you imagine the list yeah. of paybacks on that? Yep. You think Nixon had an enemy? It would be the last Holy election we ever have. Yeah. 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 Truly, because he would go full mm -hmm. authoritarian autocracy, yep. kleptocracy. But all of this, this recent trouble seems like it has delayed his official announcement that he's running. Do you all think he will still run? Oh, I think this yeah. sped up his announcement. He, this, I think he's running to give himself um, a pass on getting arrested yeah. for anything. Yeah, and he's just pardon himself and everybody around and kind of, you know, make good on the errors that he, uh, his version of errors the last time and not going after pretty much everyone that opposed him. And, you know, we, he knows, he, certainly there's twice, uh, uh, two times on the record that the, the GOP and the Senate are cowards. So even if, if the Democrats keep the House and the Senate and the White House for the, the remainder of Biden's term um, in, um, in, 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 into the next term, those, those GOP senators would never vote to impeach him. Mm -mm. Even with the, the gravest of evidence before them. Right, they will They're not. so spineless, they would never ever defy him in any way. And so he's gone right on to his dictatorship, which he would really love to do. Mm -hmm. And apparently a lot of Republicans in this country who follow Trump are pretty okay with that. They're okay with it going into a dictatorship and losing our democracy and America would be over. Well, if yeah. you like to vote, it is Pledge Drive and you can vote to keep this show on the air by pledging to Lambda Weekly. The number is 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. We have a number of pledge premiums, um, but Patty, the one that we have to give away with a $100 yes. pledge is? To see the Indigo Girls live at the show down at Granada Theater. It's Friday, October 21st, so it's some time away, but you know, you get these tickets, you're going to be ready to go. 
um, and they're going to be emailed to you. Uh, so give us a call at 972-647-1893 with your $100 pledge that gets you two general admission tickets to this concert. And $130, $130 pledge gets you a pair of tickets and a t-shirt uh, from KNON. So um, in, this is Indigo Girls, folks. This is a great deal. Amy and Emily um, live um, in a fairly small venue. So it'll be an intimate show, as it always is, even when they're in a large place. Um, and it's a fantastic opportunity to see them live. Um, 972-647-1893. pledge gets you general, a pair of general admission tickets that we must um, get to you during this hour. So yeah. give us a call. 972-647-1893. And here's another what I think what one of my favorites about Pledge Drive is the KNON Elite Music Sponsor. This is such a good deal. Every Elite uh, sponsor during the um, during Pledge Drive can sponsor a KNON PSA announcement for a nonprofit of your choice. KNON will make a recording for another good cause that you select. You will be thanked on that recording. It will run for one month on the format that you're supporting, so you have a lot of control over this. Tell people what a good cause you believe in while supporting good music and programming on KNON. Um, now, the program uh, that you choose must be a 501c3 and not a political or lobbying campaign. Your name will also receive your name will also be on uh, the guest list uh, for one year. You will um, also receive two KNON items of your choosing. You can put it on a bank draft if you can't pay it all up at front uh, or credit card, and it only comes out to be $41 to $67 a month. It's such a good deal. Right, a $500 um, payment for the year. Right. You get to promote an organization that you like. That you choose. You go to two events, and that's going to pay for that, right? Uh, because it's two tickets. Most of the events have food. Yeah, oh yeah. So not, not just food, but great food. Mm -hmm. KNON's food is great. Um, and again, and it's not KNON's food. It's from some great it's, restaurants it's, right, in here. Right, right, right. Um, because KNON's food is not good. <laughs> I've been in the commissary. Yeah, it's not. Right, right. No. But, but it, this is a good, good deal. So give us a call, 972-647-1893. And you know what else? Who looks good? Katie, she got a nice haircut. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> that would be Leslie. Leslie sitting got a nice team. haircut. I'm thinking about your wife. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the second time I've cut six inches off. <laughs> <laughs> what? the first time she said that on the air, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. What are you talking about? From time to time, you cut your I hair. I just get in the mood, yeah. <laughs> Call us at 972-647-1893. I think you look fabulous. Um, thank you. The trans community has been dumped on by... The state of Texas, especially. I would say continues <clears throat> to be. Okay. But yeah, it has been, and it's happening has never really let up. And there's no sign that it's going to stop. Yeah. Um, and for anybody who hasn't been following, just briefly, what has our governor done to the community? Um, well, among. <clears throat> he called a special session not once, not twice, but three times. And the special session, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the language giving him 
the authority to call a special session is to address the most pressing needs of the state of Texas. Right. And he has to name them up front. Yeah, has to name them up front. And in this case, it was keeping transgender girls from playing sports. Uh, I don't know that that's one of the most pressing needs in the state of Texas, given our electrical grid is kind of iffy as to whether it's going to shut down during right. a hot day right. or a cold day. Uh, that hasn't been addressed. Uh, their handling of the pandemic has been abysmal. Um, their foster care system is yeah. horribly broken, and on and on it goes. But the most important thing is to keep trans kids from playing volleyball for some reason. Uh, I, I know there are about 352,000 female athletes that play in UIL sports in mm -hmm. Texas. I don't know anybody that can name four that are transgender. It's just, it's not... A it's problem. not a thing. hasn't been a problem. It doesn't look like it's going to be a problem, yet that's what they called a special session for. So that, in the debate of that about how trans kids just by existing are somehow cheating or gaming the system, uh, sends a really horrible message to kids. Uh, we're adding in, there was a survey that was done by the CDC regarding pandemic isolation, and they found some of the most affected were LGBTQ kids because in many cases, uh, school's been a refuge. Because if they're not affirmed at home, and that's where they have to get their education and they stay home there after school, there's no outlet, there's no safe space for them. So they were uh, specifically uh, singled out as being affected most uh, negatively by pandemic isolation and then now uh, they are trying to take away all hope of affirming medical care for transgender juveniles by declaring a child abuse and this is especially insidious in a couple of different ways one is ordinarily if you do something horrible to a parent's kid in this case it's the children uh, who identify as non-binary or transgender for these parents would go down to Austin and say, this is absolutely wrong, you can't do this, here's the effect that it's going to have on my kid, and yada, yada, yada. But they can't. They've been silenced. Because if they go down there, when you testify, if you've ever been down to Austin, you have to give your name and your address and your phone number. And that would immediately go into a little file, investigate these people from CPS. Right. So it's silencing the parents. They'd be outing, outing themselves. Yeah, outing themselves and admitting essentially guilt. The other thing it's doing, there are uh, licensed professions that have an expectation of privacy. And that would be like doctor, patient, attorney, client, uh, your therapist, a pharmacist. Your clergy. Uh, clergy. Um, My radio schools, show guest. Social, yeah, social workers would all have that expectation of privacy among conversations. And none of those apply in the case of child abuse. There is what's called a uh, duty to report in the state of Texas. So if you uh, learn that a, a child is uh, experiencing child abuse, you have 48 hours to report that to the Department of Family and Protective Services so that they can launch a CPS investigation. And so that's what Governor Abbott is trying to do with issuing his opinion. It does not carry the force of law. It does not mean that they need to investigate. But within that is also kind of a denial of due process because there is a category, uh, there are several categories, uh, and one of them is like a, uh, I think it's called condition zero, um, where there is no evidence found to merit further investigation, that the child has enough to eat, it's a nice, calm, stable household, they're receiving regular medical care, there's nothing to see here, and off they go. But he is not permitting that zero uh, level 
to even be applied in cases with transgender kids. So it is forcing an investigation, denying due, due process there. And all of this is outside the law as it is. It is. So my concern is that we have a legislative session that's coming up in just a couple of months, and I'm almost positive that they're going to file something to try and make that law so that they have something behind it. But it puts all of those professionals in an untenable position, because if a therapist is seeing a kid and knows that they're receiving affirming medical care, they have 48 hours to report that child to the Department of Family and Protective Services. So what happens when you're a therapist and you get a reputation for ratting out your patients? Right. Your practice goes down the tube. So you keep quiet about this and hold it in confidence, and if the state finds out, you lose your license and you have no chance of getting it back. So it's untenable. Either way, their lives and their employment and their practice is being destroyed, again, to no legitimate state interest. The, the state of Texas has zero interest in these kids. They are not helping them. They would be harming them. Also, the thing to know, when these kids receive affirming medical care, it has to be the, the kid that leads the way. So if a child is receiving child abuse, they're getting hit with a belt or you know, whatever it is that they're being done, typically the child is not saying, please, please, please let me have more of this. They're not. They're pretty much opposed to it. So the child is very much in favor of it. Both parents have to sign off on this care or it cannot go forward. If one parent disagrees, sadly, then that can stall off this treatment. Uh, the primary care physician has to agree, the endocrinologist has to agree, and a psychiatrist has to agree. So that's a lot of parental, and this state seems to put an awful lot of weight on parental rights, except when they don't. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's a lot of parental firepower. The kid is behind it and saying, this is what's best for me. And this medical community, a lot of medical firepower and years in school are saying, this is the right thing to do. In addition, you have the American Medical Association that's in favor of this kind of care. The American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Endocrine Society, and the American Association or Society Association of Psychiatrists uh, all are in favor in saying this type of care is correct for trans kids. Yet the state of Texas, the cheese stands alone, says no. And they're attacking these kids. And it's going to be paid for in the bodies of dead trans kids if they do this. This is absolutely horrible. Let's, let's we need to just take a break. break. Okay. We'll come back. Uh, if you and donate money, I'll this. shut up. <laughs> and we'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this. This is Jake Winters from Leicester, England, and I listen to Lambda Weekly on KNON 89.3 FM. And this is Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Leron Landis and the late Patty Fink, and it is Pledge Drive. If you'd like to make a pledge by calling into the studio, the number is 972 Six four seven one eight nine three. That's nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We still have that pair of tickets for uh, the Indigo Girls, don't we? Yes. October twenty first. That's a Friday. You get done with your week. Get to take your girl and your your love, your beloved, your woman, with you to see Amy and Emily live at the Granada Theater on Friday, October twenty first. Doors open at 7, the show begins at 8. There's an opening act with John Tavius Willis. So for a $100 pledge, you can get two tickets um, to see the Indigo Girls at uh, the Granada Theater on, on October 21st. That's a great deal. I think the Ticketmaster uh, service charge is probably more than $100 on that. Oh, at least like to buy by it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, so this is a, it's pretty much a steal. Give us a call, 972-647-1893. You cannot get these tickets and make a pledge for these tickets online. online. You have to call us. You have to call us today um, before the show's over. Yeah. So give us a call, 972-647-1893. hundred dollar pledge gets you a pair of general admission tickets. A hundred thirty dollar pledge gets you that pair of tickets plus a K&ON t-shirt. Now, for any other uh, pledge, you can go online and yes. just pledge right. at knon.org. Hit the Pledge Now button and just fill out the information. Yeah. So just before the uh, break, we were talking to Leslie about Greg Abbott's continuous effort to demonize and criminalize parents who are just caring for their trans kids. Uh, yesterday, I had a conversation, more like a debate, with a family member about this very topic. They were of the opinion, I think, which a lot of the general public has. This is okay for adults, and but why are they doing this to kids? And it's wrapped up in their minds that, that what they, in their perceived minds, what they're doing to kids is they're having surgery. And I had to really, really lay it on thick to them. That is not happening. Leslie, can you discuss, go into more detail about that? Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that... Um, the right has used in a lot of different things. Uh, in Houston, when they were trying to repeal the ERA, they had signs that said, no men in women's bathrooms. And the insidious thing about that is that uh, I agree with that. I mean, men don't belong in women's bathrooms. I mean, but I think most adults know where to go anyway. But the fact that you could put that on a nice, neat little placard uh, when the opposition to that, if we were to try and rebut that, it would take like three paragraphs. You know, we'd all have to hold up paragraph signs rather than just that simple one. Uh, the term that they're using now is, uh, well, we're opposed to genital mutilation of these children. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, so am I. Except that's not what's happening. Right. So They're getting counseling, the, mostly. The reason that they are doing this with and for kids, if the child identifies and there is a clinical description or diagnosis for a kid who's transgender, and that is, are they insistent, consistent, and persistent? And so if you have a child that's young, and you get to them before they are going through puberty, you can stop off, uh, prevent things that are irreversible. Like for me, I don't like my voice at all. I hate it. I used it for a lot of years to make a nice living on radio, but now it gets me misgendered every time I go through a drive-through or if I talk to somebody for the first time on the phone. Uh, and it can put me in harm's way in public. So it's, it, it tends to silence me when I'm out in public because I don't want to project this voice that sounds very, very male. And it could have been prevented. Uh, if I would have had access to puberty suppression medication and cross-sex hormones when I was a much younger age. Uh, I don't want to be six feet tall. I don't want to not be able to buy shoes at DSW because my feet are too damn big. Uh, so there's a lot of things. I mean, clothes would fit better if my shoulders weren't as big. Uh, and so I could go and pick myself apart in a lot of different ways. And those things, many, many, many of them are preventable if you get it at an early age. It's a humane thing to do for these kids. So if you have a kid that's, say, seven years old, and they come out, uh, you thought you had a son all this time, and the uh, child comes to you and says, I'm not a little boy, I'm a little girl. And so the parents say, okay, well, we're going to be affirming. We love you for who you are. We want to help you live the best life you can live. So what they might do at that point is change their hair, clothing, name, and pronouns. Any of those reversible or irreversible? No. They're absolutely 100% reversible in literally a minute because you can change name, pronouns, hair, and clothes that fast. So no harm, no foul, no genital mutilation, no medical intervention 
whatsoever. So the child who went as a boy to first grade shows up second grade as a little girl, comes back home, I've had the best day of my life. I am the happiest kid that's ever been, and they just blossom. So they go to school the next day as a little girl, and the next day and the next day. They complete second grade as a girl. Third grade, no problem, no medical intervention, hair, clothing, name, and pronouns. So now we're looking at a model of someone who is insistent, consistent, and persistent. They're living their life as this identified gender. So they get to the point where maybe they're in fourth grade or so, where the first inkling of puberty starts to hit. So uh, puberty is in five Tanner stages. And Tanner stage one is just basically kind of the, the brain communication going, hey, get ready for some changes. And then Tanner stage two <clears throat> is where there are the first instances or physical evidence of puberty. And they would introduce uh, a drug as in a histolin class. And usually they're like Supron or Lupron or Superlin. Uh, one is an injectable, one is a, uh, like a pellet. And they are, again, reversible. If you withdraw the medication, that child will go through a spontaneous puberty, picking up where it, where it left off. And these, I, I think a great word for that is where people talk about it just pauses yeah, puberty. Exactly. So it just stops at where it is to give, again, even more time to make sure that you're absolutely sure. This isn't something anybody takes lightly. So again, both parents have to be on board, the kid, the endocrinologist, the doctor, and the psychiatrist. All are on board with this, and it's very closely supervised. We don't need the state of Texas to get involved in that. And again, no one has touched that child below the waist, nor do they need to. Right. So these puberty suppression drugs will stay in place for a couple of years. And then maybe at age 15, 16 years old, uh, it's up to the doctor, it's up to the families, it's up to the medical judgment. They may at that point consider uh, cross-sex hormones. And in which case, then, I would think the child and the parents need to get together and say, look, if you want to have biological kids, you can donate sperm or eggs or whichever the case might be right now, uh, because this could have some family planning implications. But again, nobody has touched that child below the waist. The reason you want to do it at age 15 or 16 is because all of their contemporaries have gone through puberty. So you don't want to have this very androgynous looking childlike you know, person at age 15, 16 years old. So the child then turns 18 and they've had a beautiful transition that matches their gender identity and allows them to move safely through the world and have a much happier life and no one has touched them below the waist. Nobody's touched their genitals, nothing is being surgically altered. They don't do surgery on kids under 18. They just don't. Period. Let's repeat that. They, they don't do, do surgery, surgery under the age of 18. Yeah, and a lot of trans people don't have surgery at any age. Right. So it's not something that's mandatory or that has to happen to join the transgender club. Uh, it's up to each individual. And after 18, the state of Texas can butt out. Okay, so you have a governor, a lieutenant governor, and an attorney general who are old men, old white men, completely against you. Yeah, I'm completely how, against them. So how I guess how does the trans community keep from getting bitter about these kinds of things? We are bitter. Uh, we, a lot of us are leaving the state. I mean, I, I, it breaks my heart to see families uprooting these trans kids because they have to weigh denial of health care or uh, loss of friends. And neither one is really attractive, so they're up and moving to Colorado or California or some other state that is understanding of medical necessity, where the state of Texas has their head firmly planted, I'll say, in the ground to, uh, you know, not get into... <laughs> Somewhere where the sun don't shine. Well, yeah, certainly, because uh, they just don't understand or care. But 
to see families leaving a state is problematic and it makes me sad, but it's mm -hmm. really the only solution they have because if this law happens in January, it puts all of these professionals in a very, very difficult, untenable position mm -hmm. of either having to rat out their patients or um, possibly lose their license. Can you imagine moving across the country just because you don't want to be investigated by CPS for no reason? Right. So I can go to the doctor and get reasonable, necessary health care. Right. This is not unlike women. Women in the state of Texas who um, have a miscarriage during pregnancy, their doctors are put in an untenable position of we have to we have to wait until you're on your deathbed that yep. your condition declines so rapidly and so to such an extent that you are fully septic and then we can deal with the normal treatment that would happen to you for a failed mis uh, a failed pregnancy a miscarriage right. a natural miscarriage and maybe save your life but we brought you so close to the edge you might die mm -hmm. i saw a quote from a 16-year-old girl who uh, went to the doctor and the doctor asked when her last period was, and she says, I don't know, I'm not telling you, because I don't trust you. Because by revealing the last period, it could end up in passing that, that time period of uh, having a legal versus illegal abortion. Mm -hmm. And so they're just not telling, because they don't trust their medical professionals. That's not a great place to be. That's the not. amount of division that's being sown by these ridiculous policies that claim to care about children, which are intellectually dishonest and cruel, uh, boggle my mind. And so, yeah, uh, how do you not be bitter day to day? Yeah. It's hard. It's really, really hard. So mm -hmm. I tend to kind of nest at home with my wife, Katie, who I love dearly, and our three border colleagues. And I limit the amount of news I consume because it'll get you down. Hmm. And one solution, though, is to vote. Oh, we definitely do that. Vote in November. Yeah. There's yeah. a big election in November. Yeah, there's that little song, Row, Row, Row Your Vote. <laughs> row Your Vote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what can be done to stop some of this? Voting is one. is the major way? Well, it's, it's really the only way. Well, I think that what can stop it is the thing that stopped the bathroom bills back in 2015 and 2017. Uh, because the trans population makes up 0.52% of the population. And that's a population estimate from the Williams Institute, which is part of the UCLA School of Law. We're not counted in the census, so we don't really know. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's an intentional act by itself. Mm -hmm. So there's not really enough of us, there's not enough critical mass that we can go march up to the Capitol and say, this 0.52% of the population really hates you and we're not going to vote for you. Uh, we're not a monolith, we don't vote as a block, but even if we did, it's not enough to scare the governor. So what stopped the bathroom bills in 2015 and 2017 is businesses. There was an organization called Texas Competes, and it was 3,000 businesses, large and small, but a lot of them were, were major players like Southwest Airlines and American Airlines and Texas Instruments and AT&T signed on and said, this discrimination is not a Texas value. Don't do this. We don't want to do business in a state. And this kind of nonsense is why the Amazon, you know, new headquarters is not in the state of Texas. Yeah. I mean, they looked and they said, yeah, there's tax advantages, but you guys are a bunch of bigots and we don't want to have our base here because we can't draw the kind of employees we want to our business in a state that is as bigoted as you are. And so they went and they put it up somewhere else. So, yeah. so sad, too bad. If Texas wants to remain a business-friendly state, 
companies need to stand up and say, we don't want to do business in a state where uh, our employees' kids can't get health care or play on a sports team or enjoy life like every other kid can do, uh, that your discriminatory ways are going to leave you, you know, isolated and alone uh, in the business community. Um, but it remains to be seen if they're going to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know they put up a lot of rainbows on their websites in June, but uh, if we get them to write letters and stand up uh, against the state government, that gives us a fighting chance because we need our allies now more than we've ever, ever needed them. Absolutely. And what's, what's sad to me is that this non-issue, this non-problem will be foisted ahead of other real problems right. mm -hmm. that we need to address in this state. I mean, how many tens of thousands of Texans died during COVID and are Almost dying today? Yeah. Right, and and are dying today with um, uh, the women who are dying in in pregnancy. Right, um, and the word knows the the gun safety and the school shootings, and I mean we have crises yeah, galore. Crises. Yeah, well, we have the power grid that's killing people. I wonder I mean, if the people in Uvalde are worried about transgender health care. Yeah, I wonder if or trans girls playing soccer. Yeah. You know, in yeah. Uvalde, I bet not. I'm thinking not. But but the the powers that be right now um, don't care about those things. They have a completely different agenda than Texas. And so we'll see stupid things like going after trans kids and their parents in Texas. Because we're an easy target. Go mm -hmm. way ahead of real problems like kids getting their heads blown off in school. Yeah. Right. I want to thank Charlotte, who's going to the Indigo Girls. Yay, Charlotte! Oh, yeah. Charlotte. Woo. Woo. Have a great time! Yeah. Uh, and I do want to thank everybody else who pledged uh, during this hour. Uh, thank you, Gene, for helping us with Pledge Drive. Yes, if thank you, you Gene. Always. If thank you, you would Gene. like to make a pledge still, uh, go to knon.org and hit the Pledge Now button. And uh, when you hit that Pledge Now button, uh, it'll ask you a variety of questions, just, you know, name, address, uh, phone number, that kind of thing, uh, and then how you want to pay. Um, we still have a, a few minutes. minutes. Give us a call, 972-647-1893. But if you go online, you can also see all of the pledge premiums. Uh, we're going out with some music from Lisa Messiah.